it's Labor Day weekend. Great time to sit back and listen to another Anchor Profile interview. It's where we get to know members with a little more in-depth interview. We're using the interview feature here on Anchor. Uh, We are on our way to interviewing 100 Anchor members to get to know you. This is number 14, and you're going to enjoy this. If you're a sports fan, get ready to really learn some cool things about sports and the station that a father and son team do together. It is Chris and Alan Dell, and their uh, anchor station is Go Baller FFS. And that's a little shortcut for Family Feud Sports. So this is a father and son, and they're two lifelong sports journalists that intensely debate the week's, week's hottest sports news. And, well, we, we, I had a great interview with them. I really had a lot of fun. Uh, Alan uh, is Chris's dad, and Alan has been in journalism for many years and he shares about the time he had an exclusive interview with O.J. Simpson. This is way back in the day. He shares that story. Uh, he's he's covered many sports teams uh, over the years. And Chris, his son, has been a sports writer for the New York Times. We are richer as a community to have people like Alan and Chris in the anchor community and doing a podcast here. So they do a weekly podcast. Check it out. Also, you can go to their website, goballer.com, G-O-B-A-L-L-E-R.com. So we're going to play their interview next. Remember, anyone can sign up for an interview. We want to get to know you. It's a great way to try out the interview feature, to just uh, let people know about your station, and sign up. It's really easy. Go to anchorinterviews.com. And I have opened up more time this weekend. I got more time with Labor Day. I've got seven hours of interviews open up tomorrow on Sunday, okay? So let's get it done. Let's get you on the air. But for now, let's listen to the interview we had with Chris and Alan Dell, the father-son team going at it. Go Baller FFS. Check them out. Here's the interview. It's time for another Anchor Profile interview. Hi, this is Dr. Dan with Anchor Talk Podcast. We are on a quest to interview 100 Anchor members to get to know you. This is so fun. This is our 14th interview, and this will be our first double interview. It's a father and son duo, Chris and Alan Dell. Hey, guys, how are you? Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, doing great, Dr. Dan. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Doing great. Looking forward to talking to you. Well, hey, fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about uh, talking with you all because you guys are uh, sports journalists, lifelong. And you've done so many things, and I understand that just in the last month or so, you, you, you've you uh, started podcasting on Anchor. Let me ask you first about your your current Anchor station. Tell us what you guys are doing on Anchor. Yeah, sure. No, we appreciate, again, you having us on and um you know, my, my father and I are two lifelong sports journalists, and, and we've been debating sports ever since I was in diapers, pretty much. And, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when it comes to our station, uh, you can find us on the on the top sports uh, stations when you go into the search categories on Anchor, and it's called Go Baller FFS, and FFS stands for Family Feud Sports, and that's the name of the weekly podcast 
that my nice. father and I publish on Anchor, and that's when you can catch us debating uh, the hottest uh, weekly sports news, whether it's the recent Mayweather-McGregor boxing match or breaking down the upcoming NFL season, talking about college football, basketball. Uh, my father uh, here is a former Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, beat writer and insider, and he's covered almost, you know, almost every sport in the book, as well as myself. I'm a former uh, online editor for the New York Times. I've written for the New York Daily News. So we've been awesome. all over the place on the sports media world, and we're finally uh, you know, taking, taking that bond and that experience online. We've always talked about doing it, and it's great for you know, having an easy, uh, accessible uh, platform like Anchor to really take, take the hassle and time and the, uh, you know, out of the out of that work, and really just letting us be able to create and talk sports and do what we do best. Wow, I mean, what what a great uh, you know background. Uh, you guys have have really covered sports in so many different genres, and so we're just honored to have you on on the Anchor platform. You know, to bring your your knowledge and skills and uh, insight to Anchor. Oh, yeah, we appreciate that. And we love the Anchor community so far. We, we've had a lot of great interactions with fellow sports station hosts. We're actually, uh, and this is interesting, I didn't bring it up to you before, but and, and you're welcome to join as well if, if you are interested. We're hosting on Anchor, on Anchor Host Only Fantasy Football League for the upcoming season. We're, we're about halfway booked. We're looking for another uh, potential five to six Anchor Station hosts who are interested in playing a free uh, uh, you know, no no price tag fantasy football league. Obviously, for Smack Talk, anchor bragging rights, of course, <laughs> and uh, something to kind of just keep us all engaged, interacting with each other, even on days where we might not be able to get on the anchor app. But you know, kind of something a little fun to have. And it, it, you don't have to be a sports station host. You don't, gotta, you don't have to be a football fanatic to join. But you know, if you are interested or thinking about doing your own league, but you may be a little nervous, you know, feel free to, to join in ours. So it's an open open call to anyone to join our anchor host uh, fantasy football league this season. Hey, uh, you say you got six more openings, right? Yeah, we we we're, we're, we're we can do up to twelve people. We got about six people right now, including my father and I, that are committed. But we got okay. two other fellow station hosts um, that are football fanatics. They're they're in it. We've got the uh, M- All NBA podcast. Uh, Randy's the host over there. Shout out them. Um, shout out Victor the Rebound. He's not a football fan, but um, we- we've done a few interviews together. It's a great station as a basketball fan. I love them. But uh, I love the, the, the sports. I mean, I'm excited about other sports stations to, to come in the future too, man. As more people start hopping on the app here, so it's been fun. And uh, you know, just trying to get more involved with the community, man. And, and uh, you know, it's it's been a blast so far here on Anchor. So how can people uh, join your fantasy football league, the Anchor League? Just give you a call in to your show? Yeah, so so give give us a call in to our station, um, or you can leave a comment on one of our recent segments. Uh, I post I posted a few segments earlier in the week. We had a few people commenting. And uh, so, yeah, feel free to comment, call in to our station anytime. It can be a private call in, and we can figure out the details, either get an email address for to send the league invite or something like that. So, um, yeah, definitely. You know, you, you know, so you, Dr. Dan, man, you're invited. If you want to have a team with your son who go against me and my dad, man, that's, that's, that's another thing too, man. I don't know how big a football fans you are over there. Hey, there you go. Hey, okay. I, I will, uh, I may join you in that. Now, right, you, you, guys, go, go. you know, I have two sons, Noah and Jacob, and they actually played division three college baseball. So, uh, baseball okay. is kind of our first sport, but I'm a huge sports fan. So I'm just curious. With the uh, kind of the family feud thing, tell us 
a little bit uh, about how you guys go at it here with your uh, your show and the dynamics of father and son talking through sports topics. Hey, well, this is Alan. I'm from the dad. I, I've been on this planet longer than most people. I started back uh, in New York uh, covering the Jets. Uh, my wife's been Joe Willie Namath played. So, uh, awesome. I think it's kind of like uh, contemporary views versus past views, and we try to mix it in so we have different opinions. For example, we talked about the McGregor-Mayweather fight. I, I didn't think it was much of a fight. I didn't think, it, you know, compared to all the great fights in the past, and my son represents more of a contemporary opinion, so we had a nice little view going on about that. I'm one of, I'm one of, the, I'm one of the very early-day millennials, but you can use, like, we always have the old traditional versus kind of like new school, like millennial view, but you know, it's, it, it's, it, and, and we don't we don't force the debates we have. This is literally just we have to we have to cut and figure out what debates we want to have compared to the ones we have off the mic. So we <laughs> no shortage of uh, sports debates that we're having on a daily basis between the two of us. That's really got to be a lot of fun, and I can only imagine. Uh, Chris, you said you've been talking sports with your dad pretty much since you've been in diapers, right? We used to play wiffle ball in the living room, and like there, there were a lot of lamps and, and different, uh, different <laughs> broken. Let's just say that from uh, from back in the day. So my my dad was my my dad was my coach my my whole whole life in basketball almost growing up, um, and he got me into the journalism world when I was a teenager as a, a young sports reporter in Sarasota, Florida, and that's how I got into. I've been in the business for almost fifteen years now. Um, but but yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much it. Man, so, you know, we, we we go at it. We butt heads every day, and now we're just doing it. <laughs> now we're doing it over two microphones. <laughs> that's awesome. Let me ask you, Alan, uh, uh, your perspective from uh, having covered sports, uh, you know, decades ago when there wasn't the internet, there wasn't social media. How has that all changed and evolved from your perspective? Well, it just tra- changed tremendously because now you got everybody. Everybody's an expert now, and it just seems like, uh, t- especially Twitter. Twitter is, is kind of taking over. It's, uh, I, I, it's, it, I think it gives a false perception of, of a certain topic. For example, that uh, you might have a lot of people uh, tweeting a certain opinion, which doesn't necessarily mean it's majority of a, opinion, but but it looks that way on Twitter. So I mean, it's totally different back in the day. Anyway, maybe that's what, you know we were the experts back then before uh, the internet. You know, if you were a sports writer, you were the guy that had the opinion. Right. Now everybody has an opinion, so it, it's changed everything. Uh, oh, I think I... it's yeah, it's with the, the way the players think too. Uh, yeah, we had an interesting actual topic. It's funny you bring that up. It was like an overarching theme for our episode six that we recorded tonight. So we'll be dropping that this weekend. And it was kind of like from the from the boxing match to the NBA to the NFL. Um, we're just always talking about what people are talking about. You know, we're talking about other people talking, and it's like that's that's what Twitter has done and social media has given a voice for anyone to be a quote-unquote expert or, or talking head on the subject. So it's kind of funny that, you know, looking at that now, man, it, it's a, it's a, everyone everyone has their uh, opinion to be heard when it comes to, you know, sports. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to bring a unique uh, aspect because we're not just two regular fans who are ranting and, and, and going, you know, uh, fuming about an opinion. 
we can actually use our opinions and context and, and how they relate to how we've been involved in professional sports. I've covered the Brooklyn Nets, um, New York Mets, baseball out in New York City, and uh, like I said, my father covered the Bucks for a long time and a lot of other college sports programs. We've covered sports from everything from Little League up to the pros. Um, wow. So, so, you know, it's, 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 um, it's funny how things change. I think now even more so, like, it's not really like the – it's not like the sports reporter versus the fan. It's more now like the players um, who consider themselves the experts on the topic. So I think you, you have a lot of people in the news, like Kevin Durant, Ray Allen, Isaiah Thomas, um, just all, all different things going on in the NBA right now where it's like people are just, you know, it, there's like nothing going on, but there's continual news because of Twitter. Right. And so a, a player can, can can put out one tweet and that becomes one of the biggest news stories of the day, right? Yeah, you'll have you know, the ESPN, like the biggest sports media company in the world, will literally strategize their entire day off of one tweet. I mean, I mean you, you, no one would ever thought that what, 10, 10 years ago. I mean, yeah, I, I think it scares a lot of people. I personally believe that the majority of NFL players are against Colin Kaepernick and his kneeling, but I, I think they're most of them are really afraid to speak out that they're going to get lambasted on Twitter because – the respondents are the people that are for him, and I think that's why they've been really quiet about it. That's that's my opinion on that. I, that's I think that's Twitter interesting. Twitter has kind of taken away intelligent conversations instead of having intelligent debates. We have these 140, 150 character sentences from people that are you know are Twitter wars are compassionate. If you want to use a nice word, and it it kind of throws the the whole dialogue out out the window. At least intelligent dialogue. Well, we now we have a place for intelligent dialogue uh, with podcasting with and with anchor, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. That's that's very true. Very true. It, it's so, finally making. You know, it's funny because you had you know the radio was our only way to consume content for so long, and then with right. screens and TV and the phones, and now we're literally going back to that because there are so many distractions and so many things to do. What can you do and multitask with? Oh, you can audio on the go. So now adding like that extra social layer of engagement over that and doing it the right way, I think Anchor's really on to something with that. Chris, I know you shared with me that you found out about Anchor uh, through the interview with Gary V. And uh, I know Gary Vaynerchuk, I mean, he has blogged recently and in, in video uh, kind of casted about the future of audio that is it just it's ready to explode, isn't it? Absolutely. And just being from, like I mentioned before, my dad and I have done traditional sports talk radio before. And, um, you know, and we, the podcast, the po podcast was really just uh, doing it online. It wasn't really doing it differently. Um, it actually, it was less engaging because people couldn't call in. And that's the biggest part of interactive sports talk radio shows is that you can call in like on a live show and voice your opinion potentially to the entire country. I mean, you look at right. Fox, Sports, Fox Sports Radio, even late-night sports talk, or even during the day, whether it's a guy like Jim Rome or even at night, JT the Brick, he's personally my favorite sports talk host, and he's very, he has the most interactive show out there. And, they, you know, if you're talking about drops, call-ins, it's really just a really interactive audio experience and something people can enjoy on the go. And, uh, yeah, so that's like – it just reaffirms everything that Gary B says. I'm definitely – proud member of uh, Vayner Nation, man. I love everything Gary Vee does. I personally have only been following him 
for a few months now. Uh, a, a, a couple of buddies of mine put me on to him, I want to say, not even before, yeah, probably sometime this year, or I would say early 2017. And it was when I was uh, relaunching my uh, startup. I have a digital media company. Uh, it's called Go Baller. We had a sports app. Now we work with other companies, sports companies, on mobile app design, web design. But uh, not to digress too much, it's kind of like another reason why I'm into entrepreneurship and digital media and a big reason why I follow Gary Vee. So kind of putting all those things together, it's, yeah, it's a no-brainer because, you know, when you have so many distractions, so many different apps to choose from, things to do, commitments, um, we only have so much time, and that time becomes more valuable and because we have less of it. And if you can actually have an experience on audio – um, that, that makes it worthwhile. People can multitask. They can use it on the go where they can't be looking at a video screen while they're driving or while they're doing this or that. So I think right at this moment in time, like, yeah, audio has a great chance to become like the, one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, factors in media and advertising over the next who knows how many decades. So it, it's definitely exciting. And to see uh, a social network that is audio only in a sense that Anchor's doing, um, I just I really like that. Just as like I, I love new startups and ideas, and I think Anchor is really onto something what they're doing. And um, I just I want to see Gary V get on Anchor, man. Gary Vaynerchuk needs to get on here and put his podcast, man. That's what I'm all about. That would that would be cool. Yeah, and I think he did originally, uh, but he hasn't uh, recently. But hey, that that's a very great perspective. And I know you mentioned in a pre-interview that you'll take your podcast and you'll upload it to Anchor, and I think SoundCloud. Right. But the community on Anchor is just a whole different experience, isn't it? Yeah, we've had, even from the first day we created our station, before we even put a podcast up, we had people calling into our show, and or in, just into our station. And um, right. just have that alone. And like you said, even, um, you know, whether you're in the top 25, top 100, or just starting out, you know, people are favoriting, people are listening, they're applauding. I think they're there's different there's multiple ways to interact so whether you're kind of like just getting in or whether you're full force in there um you know there's a few stations like i, I shot out a few sports stations earlier i met a i met a friend at a design event in orlando florida this past weekend he has an anchor station shout out uh jm on the daily um he talks about ux and web design it's just it's funny how like now you just meet people randomly that are starting to use it and um you know, such a big influencer like a Gary Vee who puts the word out there. Just imagine when the next big entrepreneur or, or business gets on or brand gets on board and you're just going to see a more influx of people listening and the people that are on now are clearly going to have uh, an advantage, you know. So I think it's really cool. It's exciting um, because it's so new and who knows tomorrow what people will use it for. I mean, there's there's so many new formats just waiting to be discovered and, and, and played with and that kind of really is what makes it exciting for me. Very true. Okay, yeah, but so, the, yeah, the community going back to you know definitely the community, the engagement compared to SoundCloud, it, it, it there's no comparison. It's just you know when when someone likes my 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 post on SoundCloud, you know you never know if it's a real person. You got to go check their profile, but everything's very authentic, very very engaging. And when you interact and listen to other people, and people listen back, you truly there, there's a really deep sense of engagement that you wouldn't get just starting out on Instagram or just starting out on Twitter and, and, and et cetera, et cetera, you know. That's a great point, and I, I certainly have seen that too. And, and, and people are so supportive. Uh, and sports is huge as far as uh, a topic that people are interested in. So before we let you go, I mean, I, this is fascinating in, in talking with you both. We need to talk about some college football here because it's 
<laughs> it's coming up the first weekend. So, Alan, let me ask you. We're going to do a little family feud here. We got some big <laughs> games coming up. Give us a little overview. What what are we looking at here? Well, obviously, the number one game this weekend is uh, Florida State and Alabama. Uh, it's it's one versus three. Uh, uh, the Alabama's a favorite. I think they're a seven-point favorite. They should win. But the, the, the most interesting thing about this, uh, e- even if you lose this game, the team that loses still has a chance to make the final four college football playoffs. So that kind of diminishes somewhat the uh, – regular season, but it's it's one of the best opening season games in the history of college football, uh, you know, wow. perennial power, uh, and they should win, but, but you never can tell. And the other big game is Florida versus Michigan, but Florida had to spend its 10 players off its team, including its number one running back and its number one receiver in an incident that involved credit cards, uh, buying stuff from the bookstore, other facilities, and then selling them. So that, that they have 10 players suspended. It would seem almost impossible to, for Florida to win that game. Uh, right. So those are the two biggest games on Saturday. So. Great. So, that, yeah, that, like you said, this is a huge one versus three on the opening weekend. So I'm just going to ask you both, call it, who's going to be in in the uh, the, the bowl series uh, coming at the, at the end of the season, and who's going to win it all? Well, Make your predictions. Four, yeah, the final four, uh, I would say, is Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Florida State, and, and USC. And I'll, I'll pick USC to win it all, University of Southern California. <laughs> awesome. You, you heard it here on Anchor Talk, right? There you go. You heard it here from Mr. Allen Dell, a.k.a. the Godfather. And yes. uh, the AKA the man who also put a little money down in Vegas on USC to win it. So standing by, <laughs> standing by his bet is the man of his word right there. Uh, I, I think that, I think Alabama is going to win it all this year. They suffered such a heartbreaking defeat last season. And I, it's just, they, they have the, the talent that Nick Saban recruits there year after year. It's almost unfair what they've done in college football. You look at like dynasties and super teams, Alabama is the ultimate super team, more than any basketball team, even the Warriors in the NBA. So the fact that they lost, and there's no real guy like Deshaun Watson with Clemson or with the uh, Clemson last year that that could really challenge them. And I, I just don't, I don't see anyone stepping in Alabama. So I think maybe the, if they lose this week, maybe like I, I could see that upset. But then they'll win the rest of their games and they'll be right back in it, so it won't matter. But okay, the final so. four, the, the, the final four. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say similar to to what my father said, and instead of USC, I'm gonna say Oregon. Oregon Ducks sleeper team. Willie Taggart is the former coach of my alma mater, University of South Florida. They're also ranked in the top 25 this season, and they're predicted by many people actually to go 12 and 0 on the year because their schedule is so soft. But I'm gonna be uh, rooting for the USF Bulls this year. I'm going to be rooting for Willie. I'm a little mad at Willie Taggart for leaving USF. I'm not going to lie, but I think he's got a special thing going in Oregon. So, uh, you know, the, I think the Ducks are going to be the surprise team this year in the Final Four. Okay. Now, you see, this isn't just some some people throwing stuff up on Twitter. You guys are legit sports journalists, and the fact that we have you on Anchor, I mean, that that's really cool. I mean, just adding your – your knowledge and expertise. I mean, you guys, you guys uh, got the sports beat going on. 
Hey, I, I interviewed O.J. Simpson back in the day when he was playing for Buffalo. And I, I got to tell you this, he, he was the nicest person I ever interviewed. You know, when, I, when all that thing came up uh, 20 years later, it, it just shocked me. But uh, I'll never wow. forget that. I interviewed him. I was sitting in Shea Stadium. And it was just me and him alone in the locker room. He didn't have to talk to me. I was just a young buck reporter. And, and he talked to me and, as long as uh, I wanted to, he said, "Okay, you got enough." So uh, I'll never forget that. So I was kind That's of shocked fascinating. when I went down with him, you know, 20 years later. Okay, so, so that's a great topic, Alan. Uh, either one of you, just share any other uh, interviews that really uh, stood out to you over the years of both of your uh, sports journalist careers. Well, one thing I remember is covering a fight in Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I think it was Joe Frazier fight. I, was, I happened to have a seat in the front row. This is back in the days of typewriters. And I had I had blood all over my typewriter because he was hitting some guy and the blood was spurting all over the place. I said, I guess that's what you got to do uh, when you cover a fight. You better bring a pair of gloves with you or something. So, uh, hey, he said a typewriter, too, not a laptop. He said Wow. <laughs> that's an awesome story, man. That, uh, you, you've been in the, that's being in the trenches, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's in there for sure. Yeah, literally, literally. Yeah, I mean, a couple I, of years ago in 2000 and, uh, 2013, 2012 uh, is when I moved to New York City, and uh, I was up there in 2013 for the inaugural Brooklyn Nets when they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn, and I was the uh, digital editor for a New York Times website that covered that specific area of Brooklyn, and I was responsible for organizing coverage of them launching their season at the Barclays Center, and it was just huge, just celebrity hoopla, Jay-Z, Beyonce there opening night, and just that whole ordeal with them against the city and many residents not wanting them there. Um, we did a lot of interesting stories and coverage uh, around that. So uh, my dad himself, he, he did a very uh, in-depth series a few years back on the state of college football and whether college uh, players should be play, uh, paid or not. And uh, it's just, you know, when, when it comes to our reporting and even just what we try to talk about on the podcast, we like to go beyond just like the basic, you know, uh, sports debate. I mean, it's fun to debate sports, but add a little bit of extra context around it. And whether it's with our articles that we report on or, you know, the shows that we're going to put up on our podcast. That's really what we're trying to do is add that kind of different, you know, perspective to it. So, uh, you know, we, we have the per- first topic of the show that, that we recorded tonight, we went we went head-to-head even more than we thought on the on the Mayweather-McGregor and, and, and how that ranks in sports history. So it's like I think that's an interesting topic that we can bring is, is, is the amount of years apart that we have and the fact we, we're in the same uh, profession, uh, but we look at it from such different lenses at times. Fantastic. Well, I I'm I'm really pumped up about listening to your podcast now. I want to just share and remind uh listeners your anchor station name is Go Baller FFS. That stands for Family Feud Sports and you can find it anchor.fm/go-baller B A L L E R. And uh you also have a website goballer.com. Tell us what's on your website there. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, our station on Anchor is Go Baller FFS. The FFS is Family Feud Sports. We we drop a new podcast episode every week, and we, we go to Anchor first uh, for, for doing that, especially now that we've been, we kind of had a little bit of uh, traction and, and a little little bit of experience on here now. Um, you can go to www.goballer.com. 
on GoBaller.com, you can see other projects that we're working on. Uh, we, we do have podcasts. We have websites and apps that we design and help build for other companies. Um, we started out awesome. as our own. We started out as our own sports app. I left journalism to launch my own sports app back in 2014. I got some funding from uh, Dan Gilbert, the serial entrepreneur and owner of the NBA's Cleveland Cavaliers. And I moved to Cleveland, worked with the Cleveland Cavaliers, launched my app, helped them with their mobile app, worked with a few other professional wow. sports teams. And after doing that for a couple of years, I uh, realized that it's really hard to uh, build a business around a free app and had to uh, kind of kind of uh, re-pivot or pivot some things and and, uh, re- and transition. And I moved back down to Orlando, Florida, and um, I've been operating there. Uh, we've been there. We've got our, our first year down here in Florida, and we work with uh, startups, small businesses, social media influencers. We help them with website design, mobile app design, all different types of branding. So really taking, like, our my, my expertise as a, as a digital – someone in digital media as a storyteller – in all different types of formats and creating content and helping other people build their own brand online uh, with that, whether it's an individual person, a startup company, or a, a big profession, professional sports brand like the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that's what Go Baller, that's what we do. Check out our uh, website, goballer.com. You can find out a lot more about projects we're working on, and, and you can uh, contact us if you want to collaborate. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at the website, and, boy, this really looks legit. I mean, you, you've done a lot of great projects. And I see also, uh, Chris, that you are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook uh, with Mad Journalists. That's two Ds. Tell us uh, how you came up with that name, the Mad Journalists. Sure. Well, it, it's kind of just a play off the mad, the mad scientist and uh, okay. the, mad journal, the, the mad journalist. I like to bring a little nice. bit of twist, a little bit of twist to the uh, stories that I tell. And you can find me on all social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at M A D D Journalist at Mad Journalist, and, um, you know, the, con- the, the you'll see a lot of me posting stuff on my Instagram and social media and also posting on Go Baller uh, on social media. We're at Go Baller app on Twitter and Facebook. I mean, I'm sorry, on Twitter and Instagram, we're at we're Go Baller on Facebook. But, uh, but yeah, man, you know, we're, we're, uh, we just love working on creative projects and as a digital media agency now, um, you know, whether it's something, whether it's a website, whether it's a mobile app, whether it's a new podcast, Kind of finding new creative ways to tell stories is really what we're all about, and doing it in sports and outside of sports too. But uh, um, Go Ballers, what powers the Family Feud Sports Podcast, and you can check out GoBaller.com to, to find out more. And uh, we're looking to collaborate uh, on different projects all the time. And don't hesitate. Uh, don't you know? Feel free to reach out. Definitely, anytime. Fantastic. Now, uh, Alan, I I want to make sure that people know about your Twitter account. You've gone from the typewriter right there at ringside with the blood yeah. splats to yeah. having your a Twitter account, right? Right. Uh, so tell people how they can find you on Twitter. Uh, just at Adel Sports. Um, that's that's how you can find me. Uh, by okay. the way, we were using, uh, before the internet came along, uh, and my son got into this a little bit, we, we were using these little, I don't know what you call them, they're, they're not, uh, computers and not laptops, but remember that? It was like it's based like these electronic uh, uh, keyboards, electronic writers, and it would okay. have a, it would have a screen that would literally be about uh, two inches tall, like that's it, two inches thick, and that's where you would do all of your writing. So it would be like almost like a portable typewriter in that type of sense. And the the kicker is is that after you're covering a game, 
in order to send the story, say you're out of town, you can't go back to the newsroom, you'd have to uh, go to a payphone and you'd have these two rubber cups. And, and my dad would have to put one rubber cup on the end of the payphone and then the <laughs> other rubber cup connected to the keyboard. And that was how they would transfer the story over the wires back to the newsroom. And sometimes if it didn't work, he would have to pick up the phone and literally just dictate and translate the whole story, and the other person would be typing it up on the other end. So I, many, many childhood nights a strand, uh, at, at a Kinko's or FedEx or a, a gas station trying to wire stories uh, o- over, the, over the airwaves at, at, at midnight or later. <laughs> wow, great stories. Well, uh, it, technology has come a long way, and I'm sure it's helpful these days, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, the hardest thing back in the old days was if you're doing a long, in-depth story, you do a lot of research. You had to do all the research on your own, Ton- tons of phone calls, maybe travel. And now everything you just Google, I, I don't know if the the young reporters of today understand <laughs> how easy it is today, you know, compared to back in the day. Again, like I said, you had to make a, hundreds of phone calls, maybe travel to interview people face-to-face and, now today you can get on everything you want just about on Google. We're spoiled now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, it has been an absolute uh, honor to just talk with you guys, and uh, thanks for talking sports. Definitely going to check out your station. Remember, uh, you, you still have some uh, room in your fantasy football. This is an anchor fantasy football league, right? Anchor, anchor Kinda. only. That's the only. You have to have a station on anchor. That's the only way you can get in the league. Okay, well, put put me down. I mean, Anchor Talk has to be represented. Hey, Absolutely, man. Just text once we get off here, text me your email, and you'll get on the list. Okay, fantastic. So, in closing, uh, I'm a baseball guy from, from Chicago. My Chicago Cubbies finally broke the curse last year. Yeah. I just oh, saw yeah. that they won. Yeah. What's that? Joe, Joe Madden is, is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in sports. I covered the Tampa Rays on and off. Oh, great. Uh, I talked to him a lot. He was just a super nice guy. What you see on TV, him talking, it's just the way he is. Tremendous. Yeah. And a great uh, manager. Just, just a great story about how Chicago finally won it. I saw that they won 17-3 to against the Pirates tonight, so they, they're really starting to turn it on. How big of a story was that for baseball itself last year when the Cubs won? Well, that that was the biggest story. Was a hundred eight year drought. Yeah, right. That was number one. That that might have been the number one sports story of the year. Yeah. I, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, I think so. Counting all sports, that that was it. The curse was lifted. Yes. All right. Well, they flew the W again tonight, so that was good. So, hey, Chris and Alan, again, thank you so much. Uh, the anchor community is much richer because you're a part of it. And we're going to support you and really look forward to your upcoming uh, content and, you know, continued success with you all in all your endeavors. Absolutely. Dr. Dan, thanks again, man, for for putting this on and for giving us the time, too. What you're doing is awesome, man. I I love the initiative and and the project of uh, anchorinterviews.com and what you're doing. We'll definitely make sure to check out your station more as well. Um, And and just, you know, we appreciate the support, man. You know, we're, we're new to this and we're having fun. And we want to be more active and more involved and just continue to just engage with the community here. And, uh, man, more ways we can do that, whether it's interviews, more podcast shows, or fantasy football leagues, you know, whatever we got to do to make it happen, man. I'm all about it. So let's, let's, definitely, uh, let's, let's definitely keep the sports uh, smack talk going, man.
Absolutely. Well, we're all learning together in the Anchor community, and the podcast feature is so new that, they're, they're, like you said, there's so many different uh, ways to use it. And so it's just fun to learn together you know, and leverage the, the amazing tools and platform that's there. Yeah, no, 100%, man. Thank, thank you for taking the time. Every interview you do, I, I, good luck on the rest of the way. We'll, we'll be following your progress, man. And, um, you know, it, definitely, um, you know, hit us up on social media, and we'll connect with you there too and make sure to retweet some of the future interviews you got coming up. I think, you know, we spoke about it earlier before that this show, but just, you know, being ourselves as journalists and interviewing people our entire lives and taking the time yourself to, to head on this initiative on Anchor you're going to add so much tremendous content and insight and value to people that would have never found out about some of these other hosts. And I think it's just a great thing for the community, man. Hats off to you for what you're doing, Dr. Dan. We appreciate it. All right. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Alan and Chris, uh, for being our guests. Okay. All right. Likewise, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you. All right. You too.